Srimad Bhagavad Gita, verse 42, chapter 10. Or what avails thee to know all this diversity, O Arjun? Know thou this, that I exist, supporting this whole world by a portion of myself. Question says, it's being said that the Lord supports the whole world by a portion of himself. What does this mean? Also, most of the verses in chapter 10 talk about all the best of every category that occur due to the Lord. How about the evil we see in people? From where does that come? Does it even exist? Or is it just an outcome of impure perception? Mm -hmm. Many questions. The Lord supports the whole world by a portion of himself. What does it mean? It's simply a statement to drill some humility into the world. The world, for all its expansive claims, is not enough, big enough, is not even big enough or heavy enough to demand a big portion of the Lord to sustain itself. It's almost like Krishna carrying the mountain on his little finger. Hmm? Bring that image very vividly to your eyes. Little Krishna, and he is carrying the Govardhan on his little finger. Why the little finger? Why could it not have been depicted like Atlas that he is carrying it with both his hands on his shoulders? The image has been very thoughtfully crafted. It is to show that even this entire mountain called the world is not heavy enough to demand too much effort from the Lord. After all, the world is finite and that which we call as the truth is infinite. Even a portion of infinity is infinite. infinite. Divide infinity by a million. What are you left with? What are you left with? Infinity. That's what is being said here. Even a little portion of the Lord is sufficient to carry the world. Rather, the world is not so big that it can even claim too much of Lord's effort. Hmm? He just wishes and the word operates. As they say, kun faya kun, or let there be light. It is never said that the creator had to work really, really hard to create the world. Ever heard that the creator was found slogging and exhausted, dehydrated or something? After all, he is creating the entire universe. Hmm? No small job. Instead, what is being said is, you know, he just sat and maybe, and lo. Here you have the world. Or he just wished. 
didn't even bat an eyelid. These are exercises in humility. The world is being shown its place. The world is being shown how much it deserves. That's all. Then, most of the verses in chapter 10 talk about all the best in every category and says that the best always occurs due to the Lord. Then what about the evil that we see in people? From where does the evil come? The evil is nothing but virtue gone drunk. You want to be good But you are so occupied with your intention to be good. You are so enamored by the charm of goodness that you drop all common sense. That's what evil is. Simply put, you could say, evil is misplaced goodness. Evil is goodness corrupted upon itself. Evil is goodness corrupted due to its own exuberance. Go to the most evil man, even he wants to do good. Or does he not? Have you not heard some people arguing? And it would be evident even to an outsider that one of them or both of them might be talking utter nonsense. But it is quite possible that the Arguing parties actually do believe that they are making sense and talking truth. No? Are you kidding? We start believing, deeply believing in stuff that is patently false. There is a reason. Very, very deep within we know that our destiny is truth. We know we are right. We know we have to be right. And then we get so impatient with our destiny that we start behaving as if we have already attained it. Hmm? Think of a very talented child, very talented child. Let's say he is talented in the game of cricket. 
this child prodigy is playing fabulous straight drives and square cuts and leg glances at the age of 8 his heartbeat tells him that he is made to conquer the stadiums to conquer all rival teams hmm there is something within him that continuously keeps telling him that he belongs to the champions league but he's eight but in this exuberance of his intuition he somehow manages to step on the cricket field where two senior parties are playing right and he goes there and challenges he says hey listen all you 20 25 year olds i'm dead sure i am the champion and he says come on who's going to bowl to me and here you have a burly fast bowler 6 feet 4 hmm who comes thumping in first ball our little champion cannot even see when it came where it went second ball same thing third ball same thing fourth ball he hears the crackling of furniture something behind him has just broken its systems that's our situation even when we are making the most fallacious arguments something within us knows we are right is your right but your argument is not you can never be wrong but your argument can be you can never be wrong because the one you are is pure and absolute truth how can the truth be wrong but this personal embodiment of the truth can surely go wrong and the biggest wrong he can do is to assume that he is the truth itself and nothing but the truth yes you are the truth but you are truth plus something else and that something else can go wrong be cautious don't be so certain that you are only the truth yes you are the truth but not only the truth therefore you require a lot of practice and sadhana to get rid of that which is over and above the truth there is a lot of excess stuff that you are carrying this excessiveness has to be effortfully dropped it is not actually dropped it is a process of painfully grating it away 
there is bloodshed involved. Layer after layer has to be grated away. Getting it? That's what falseness is. Thinking that you are the truth without having done the requisite homework. Yes, you are the truth. Yes, you are the champion batsman, but you have not yet done your homework. Do your homework for the next 10 years, little kid, and then step on the pitch. And then no fastballer would intimidate you. Right now, you are just a potential. Potentiality is not actuality. Between your potential and your actuality lies a lot of required hard work. We fail to put in that hard work. And then, very dishonestly, we just talk of our potential. Yes, potentially we are all the absolute truth. We are nothing but the Atman. Actually, we are nonsense. And then, if you want to call your current state as that of the truth, then you are just equating nonsense with Atma. This is sacrilege. Truth is your potentiality. Ego is your actuality. I've heard many people put it otherwise. They say no. Truth is your reality. No sir. Truth is my potentiality. Truth is not my actuality. If a spiritual teacher tells you that in reality you are nothing but the truth, run away. This will greatly please the ego to hear that you are nothing but the truth. But run away. Truth is merely a distant star to us. Truth is our destiny. But we are far from the destination. Yes, truth is our inevitable destiny. We will reach there, but we haven't yet reached there. Let nobody comfort us, let nobody delude us by telling us that we are already home, that we are already at the destination. We are not. Such false comforts would destroy us. Such false comforts would lead us to equate the ego with the truth. It's bad. The potential definitely exists. But you will die with the potential remaining just the potential. Unless you work seriously hard.
मोस्ट पीपल डाय कैरिंग जस्ट द अनएक्सप्रेस्ड पोटेंशियल विद इन एंड दैट्स वॉट इज गोइंग टू हैपन टू मोस्ट ऑफ अस इट्स एन ओल्ड स्टोरी देन डज इविल इवन एग्जिस्ट और इज इट जस्ट एन आउटकम ऑफ इम्प्योर परसेप्शन दिस अगेन दिस कल्ट दीज डेज दैट सेज दैट देर इज नथिंग रॉन्ग एवर इट्स जस्ट अ गेम ऑफ परसेप्शन दे कीप यूजिंग दिस वर्ड अगेन एंड अगेन ओवर एंड ओवर अगेन परसेप्शन दिस इज नो 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 ऑल इविल इज जस्ट इम्प्योर परसेप्शन देर इज नो इविल रियली देर इज ऑनली इविल forget about there is no evil really there is just evil and the topmost evil is to deny the existence of evil and say there is no evil so all these people who are perceptionists perception cultists belong to the topmost evil grade you know what they comment say they say you see everything is all right because you hold expectations so you start calling some things good and some things bad now drop your impure perception and there will be no suffering to you so there is the animal being butchered somewhere and there, everything is all right there is nothing wrong as such anything that happens happens for the good why are you unnecessarily worried that kind of people be very cautious of them hmm these are the kind of people who should actually not be helped if they are lying crushed under a huge rock going by their own philosophy anything that happens is good so if you are lying crushed under the rock why should i interfere all happens for the good if all happens for the good then why are you even bothering to educate us that all happens for the good if we do not understand that all happens for the good even that is good right if all happens for the good and we are ignorant about the fact that all happens for the good even our ignorance is good why are you then bothering to help us educate us surely in helping us you are resisting our ignorance right which means you are admitting that not all is good <laughs>